0: Genesis chapter 40, the title of my message is Forgotten but Not Forsaken. And really, I'll kind of uh, explain that a little bit more in detail because as far as you, Christian, God will never forget you, and God will never forsake you. We are given that promise in the Word of God, but Joseph knew that as well. And Joseph, he's in the midst of a great trial of faith, We have seen him mistreated, misrepresented, we've seen him accused falsely, and now we have seen him imprisoned for doing no wrong whatsoever. And in the midst of all of it, uh, Joseph remained patient, and here's a key thing, Joseph kept his testimony. He didn't see himself as a victim he saw himself as a victor ready for his uh, and waiting for his Liberty to be set free But uh, Joseph's life it reveals trials that he was called upon to endure So don't think Christian that because you're a Christian you're you're exempt from any problems or any trials if you hear a preacher say that that if you become a believer you'll have no problems they are lying or they maybe they're just ignorant i don 't know which one, but the the fact of the matter is all of us will face trials and tribulations in this world. Uh, we are told that in John chapter sixteen thirty three we have peace in the, in the Lord, but in this world you shall have tribulation, but he was treated unfairly by his brothers. Can you imagine that your your brothers who're supposed to love you you're going to them you're doing what your father wants you to do, and they see you, and they want to kill you. I, boy, I, I, that's some family problems there, isn't it? And uh, they didn't kill him because of his brother Reuben, but they did uh, throw him in a pit. They sold him into slavery. He went into a foreign land. He became uh, there. He was in charge of, of, of Potiphar's uh, home, and, and then he was falsely accused of attempted rape. He was prison. And through it all, you don't find Joseph crying out like a victim. You don't say. You don't find him saying, "This is not fair." Uh, I, you know, uh, I, I'm a victim. And no, not at all. We are living in a day today where it seems everybody is a victim, and that if, if, if they're not even based on the, what's happening today, they're going back hundreds of years in the past where none of them had any involvement in it and they're claiming because of what happened hundreds of years ago they're a victim today anyone with that kind of thinking anyone if you're here today and you're thinking well uh you know i had it rough as a child i didn't have all i i wanted and and uh you're something happened here or there you can live the life of a victim or you can do like joseph did live the life of a victor you christian are a child of god you belong to him and he, there's no reason for you to act like a victim. And so anyway, in Genesis 39, we see uh, in verses 21 through 23 that the Lord was with Joseph. No wonder he wasn't a victim in his eyes. No wonder he saw himself as a victor because God was with him. Christian, let me remind you, God is with you as well. Uh, today, he, it, there's no difference at all. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He is with you at all times. And so that, that, that truth alone made prison bearable for Joseph. And so though Joseph is in prison, what do we find him doing? He's still serving God. Amazing. Uh, he may have been forgotten by many people, but he was not forgotten by God. And he was never forsaken by God and so these trials troubles they'll come your way sometimes we feel like we've been forgotten when those trials come sometimes we might find ourselves thinking or maybe even saying out loud where's god why is this happening to me and we will complain you read the book of psalms and you'll find david did that often but he had his heart right he went to God, he was pouring out his heart to God. Yes, it does sound like he was complaining, but normally at the end of that passage, he would come back around to God and putting his faith completely in him. But Joseph was a great example to us. In the midst of trials, he had faith. In the midst of trials, he continued to do what was right regardless what everyone else was doing around him. Some might say, well, you know, they're going to tell... They're going to accuse me of this. They're going to say lies about me. Why should I do right then? If you can't beat them, join them is the philosophy of some in our world. The Christian, you and I are to live up to a higher standard. Joseph did. He didn't have anyone there in Egypt that was doing what he was doing. There was no one that came alongside him and said, Joseph, man, you are you're a great example. We appreciate you. No. Every, every time something seemed like it was going well for Joseph he was knocked down he was being prepared i remind you he was being prepared for something great that god was going to use him for so sometimes we feel like we've been forgotten and many times we are by people people forget us and even though people may forget us god will never forget you and he refuses to forsake you hebrews 13 verse 5 So let's read here a few of these verses. Uh, First of all, I see some life duties in the life of Joseph here, his duties. Look at verses 1 through 4. And it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was wroth against them. He was very angry. Two of his officers against the chief of the butlers and against the chief of the bakers. And he put them in ward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison the place where joseph was bound and the captain of the guard charged joseph with them and he served them and they continued a season in ward and so joseph he's in prison already the captain of the guard finds favor in him says this young man has got some special talents i mean this young man I, he may not have understood that he was filled with the spirit of God. But he knew that this young man can be, a, that this young man is a leader, and he put him in charge pretty much of everything. So much so that he went his way, and he just left everything, all the decisions made. So he leaves, he gets accused of attempted rape, or falsely accused, and he's put in prison, but there, even in prison, he continues to serve God. And then, Joseph received company. Two men, they were uh, formerly, they were high—I mean, highly placed servants in Pharaoh's kingdom. They're thrown into prison. These two men, as we just read, are the Pharaoh's butler and, and his baker. They probably served him liver and onions, and that just didn't go over well. No. But the butler was, what, what is a butler? Now, it, not the butler like you, you and I might think about today. Uh, Pharaoh's butler was pretty much the cup bearer. What does that mean? Any food, any drink that was offered to Pharaoh had to be tested by the cupbearer, so his butler. And so if the butler didn't die, then Pharaoh said, okay, it's okay to go, I'll, I'll eat. And so this, in, in this position, uh, they, by the very nature of their jobs, they were very close to the Pharaoh. And, and the butler especially, they were highly trusted servants. In some way, they were more trusted one some of the most trusted servants in the court and the cupbearer literally held Pharaoh's life in his hand and then the baker uh, would have been um, he would have been over all of the kitchens uh, Pharaoh's kitchen and he was responsible for cooking the food that Pharaoh ate and so he too would have been trusted a, a very trusted servant in Pharaoh's kingdom and apparently there had been a problem i don't know something something some problem with the food and these two men were both in trouble and joseph so th- these are the two uh, men that come there his way and and then not only does he receive company there in prison but he receives new duties uh when these men get there they're they're uh they receive uh, preferential treatment uh, this is kind of like um Maybe some politician or celebrity. You know, yeah, they're in prison, but they even are, are given a servant. And Joseph was that servant. And so these guys are treated uh, quite well, even while they're in prison. And, and on the surface, this seems to be, oh, well, just another job for Joseph. Poor old Joseph. But you realize this. And Joseph, I believe, did realize this. Everything that comes into our lives no matter how mundane it may seem no matter how common it is it has the potential really to uh, 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 see great things happen as a result of it and so we no matter where we are we need to have that positive attitude that God is at work in our lives and so uh, in reality this was the providence of God a sovereign God working all these things together for Joseph's good in comes the baker. In comes the butler. What what in the world good can come out of that? Well, God knew. Joseph didn't realize it, but one of these men was going to be very instrumental in uh, seeing that Joseph was set free. And so he was face to face with with uh, uh, the man that would secure his relief release from prison. And then, thirdly, Joseph receives God's providence. He receives God's providence. Um, now, we should never, again, as I said, never discount those small events that take place in our life. Uh, this was not just another job, and uh, but this was an encounter. This was not just an accident. This was not just a, a, a coincidence. Uh, God brought these men into the prison where Joseph would serve them, and uh, in Psalm 37, 23, it says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Christian God is, is preparing, is, is planning out your life. And he wants to work all things out together for your good. If you'll walk in his way, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Proverbs 16:9 says, The Lord directeth his steps. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not un, unto thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him. And what does it say? He shall direct thy path. So God orders this minute detail as he does in our lives as well. Every detail in our life, God orders it. God has brought it into our life. There are no accidents with a Christian. It may seem like an accident, but in reality, God has allowed it to take place in your life. No accident. And then we see uh, life's dreams. What are your dreams today? Some of you may be dreaming about being a millionaire. Not nothing wrong with being a millionaire. It'd be good if you're a millionaire in tithe. That would be a blessing. <laughs> but you know, some of you may be dreaming about being famous. Uh, uh, maybe some of you are just dreaming about having that nice car or truck or house or, or whatever. Uh, J- Joseph had some dreams. Joseph, in fact, he had some divine dreams from God that God showed him He was going to be a leader, <clears throat> that people were going to bow down to him. And, and but these dreams seem like they are a thing of the past, because now he was sold into slavery, He was lied about, accused, falsely, thrown into prison. How in the world could those dreams ever become a reality but joseph's dream what he cares even in the midst of all of these problems he cares for other people and and we see one morning he goes in he finds both men are sad uh, let's pick that up verse five it says um, uh, there in verse five they dreamed a dream both of them each man had his dream in one night each man according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison. And Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of his Lord's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sadly today? And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not Uh, interpretations belong to God tell me them I pray you. It sounds like Joseph had already talked to them about God he'd already been uh, a witness to them and he was able to say hey that's something God, God knows all the dreams and God can tell me and I can tell you is basically what Joseph is saying here so he comes in they're sad and they have dreamed these dreams they couldn't figure out. Now dreams had significance back then and uh dreams is often uh, god would speak to his men or even to unsaved uh about a particular event and so joseph encourages them to tell him the dreams because joseph said i serve the god who interprets dreams who knows all and so the butler tells joseph his dream verses 9 through 13 and um there He gets a favorable uh, uh, interpretation. Look at it. And the chief butler, verse 9, told his dream to Joseph and said to him, In my dream, behold, a vine was before me, and it was the vine where uh, three branches, or in the vine were three branches, and it was as though it budded, and her blossoms shot forth, and the cluster thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup unto Pharaoh. Uh, Pharaoh's hand and Joseph said unto him this is the interpretation of it the three branches are three years yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head and restore thee unto thy place so he gets a favorable interpretation for the sake of time uh, the baker doesn't get such a good report uh, interpretation of his dream and but Joseph I I want you to see this he humbly tells him the truth anyway pretty much says uh, well Baker you're gonna die you know, it's, it's not going to end well for you. And so Joseph, he cares for these men in the midst of his trial. And then another thing Joseph did, he glorifies God. Now put yourself in Joseph's place. Um, as I mentioned earlier, he had been given a dream from the Lord. He thought there was great days ahead, that God was going to use him in a powerful way, and he is going to rule someday. And his dream has yet to be fulfilled. In fact, uh, by all appearances, it was just a a dream, not a reality. And so what does Joseph do in the midst of all this? Does he get angry? Does he give up on God? No, we don't find Joseph in that mindset at all. Even though he finds himself waiting on God, Joseph doesn't lose his faith. Um, In fact, Joseph is actively looking for ways that he can glorify God where he is. Even in the prison, he looks to glorify God. Look at verse 8 again. They said unto, unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Hey, God is everything. God is able, and he's there glorifying God. Joseph's actions also teach us some valuable lessons. What a lesson for us today as believers. There will be times when it seems like God has forgotten you. And um, he's forgotten all about you. There will be times when you find yourself in that waiting position, just waiting on God, waiting on something. And that can be a difficult time as well. What do you do, what you do there? has a great deal to do with what the Lord will do for you in the future, later on. Now, our duty is to actively serve and to glorify Him, even while we're waiting for answers to our prayers. Um, What does it say in 1 Corinthians 10, 31? Whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. That's our, our mission. That's why we're here. Our circumstances might be bad, but I remind you, Christian, our God is good. Yeah, things may look bad. It may look like there's no way out, but God is able. He is good, and God will work all things together for the good to them that love him. So we need to learn how to glorify him when the sun is shining and when the rain is pouring. And we need to look for ways to point others to him even when we're hurting, even when we're going through that trial and our heart is breaking if if he is the God of the mountain he is also the God of the valley I reminded of a story in first Kings chapter 20 again just for the sake of time we're not going to turn there but in first Kings, you can read it later first Kings 20 I believe around verses 20 or 21 or 2 the Syrians they thought that God was the God of the hills only Oh, yeah, when you're in the hills, we don't have a chance against them because their God is the God of the hills. But in the valleys, in the prairie, oh, yeah, we can then defeat the Israelites because their God uh, has no power there. Well, they soon found out that's not true. He's the God everywhere. He is all-powerful, whether it be in the hills or the valleys. And I want to remind you, in your valleys, yeah, it may appear that things are all falling apart around you. But God is in control, and he is still God. And so, you know, these Syrians, they attacked Israel. They were defeated. I can't remember all the numbers. It's amazing as you read there uh, that just a handful of Israelites uh, killed thousands of the Syrians. And so he is God uh, in the bad times as well as the good times. He, he is God and we are to glorify him as God, even in spite of what we are facing in life. So re, what is, uh, we're told in First Thessalonians to rejoice, to pray, to give thanks. That's what we're to do when, when our heart is hurting. Rejoice in God and pray and give thanks. Paul says in Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord. Do you remember that next word? Always. Always rejoice in the Lord. And so that is the, uh, the, the dreams of, of Joseph. He found that his uh, trust, his faith was in God, and it would never change. God would never change, and that he would never forsake it. Let me close. I've, well, I've got two points here. I'm going to throw them out, try to do as quickly as I can. But our demeanor in the midst of trials and troubles is going to be a powerful witness to those around it as it was with joseph i want you to notice his demeanor look uh in verses six and seven i know we read them already but it says he looked upon these men they were sad in verse seven he asked uh, the officers there what was wrong why they were uh, sad and um, what i want want to point out here Joseph is concerned for people he reaches out to help these men and he saw these two men were sad now we can understand their sadness these guys had lived in luxury they were uh, Pharaoh's top servants and and they were I'm sure had all the amenities of life taken care of but now they were thrown into prison and now they had to kind of rough it so to speak and and their prestigious positions may be gone forever. In fact, their life may end soon. And, but they, they, they are only there because Pharaoh was angry with them. This was not a permanent situation for these men. As far as Joseph's concerned, as far as he understood, he was there for good. There was no way out for him. Yet, he's not sad. He's, he's not affected by the circumstances of life. In fact he's concerned about these other two men. And he reaches out to help them to, as they are experiencing this uh, prison experience for the first time. And so Joseph strives to be a blessing here. What a, what a, a great example. So his, his uh, attitude, he's encouraged, he's trusting, he's, uh, he's positive, and he cares for people, even in the midst of all his problems. You know, that's a real lesson for you and I. Um, Isn't it true that most of the time, Christian, we can't see beyond our own needs to see the needs of others? That all we can focus on many times is what we are going through, the heartache we're experiencing, the sorrow that we have, the pain that we have, and we cannot see what's happening in the lives of those around us. when, When we're going through a trial, we really don't have time to be worried anyway about the needs of others and because all we think about is how bad i am hurting i'm that's the human nature of things and isn't it true that most of us are really are pretty self-centered when it comes to our problems and dealing with our burdens Um, did you know that an attitude like that does not please the lord at all an attitude like that does it does not honor god it's, not, it's something he does not want for his people. When is our testimony going to be more powerful and brighter? It's when we are in the valley, when we're in the trial, in the midst of problems, and we still have faith, when we still are trusting. You see, he wants us to lose ourselves in the needs of others. You know, I found that to be true. We could sit around and have a pity party and feel sorry for ourselves or we could start doing something for other people. And it's amazing, the turnaround, how that helps us, even in our trials. Uh, He wants us to look for someone that we can help, someone that we can reach out to. He wants us to be like Jesus, who willingly laid down his life that others might get help. Now, that's not easy, but that's biblical. Joseph had a lot of problems. But he was concerned for these two men. You may have a lot of problems. You may be hurting here this morning. But I'll guarantee you there are a lot of people around you hurting a whole lot more. And if they're lost, my, they're without hope in this world. And so I want to encourage you to look for someone you can reach out to and help. And so the fact is, when you and I get our eyes off of ourselves and off the pains of our own individual life, And the needs and the problems that we might have and we set our heart uh, about the business of helping someone else we'll find that our burdens our load gets a little lighter that our heart is is uh, receives some joy and peace from doing what God wants us to do the Lord wants us to be a blessing even when we are hurting and you know what the honest truth is that's a, a time when you can really truly be a blessing because people see you when you're, uh, you, you know, everything's going well and, and the sun's shining and, and boy, you're happy. And, but it's when you're in that valley, when you're in that dark hour of life, how do you act in? That's what's going to be uh, seen. So Joseph, something he had, he had the joy of the Lord. Uh, again, another lesson here. Joseph may be a prisoner. He may be in prison here to stay. But his dreams, and, and they may all seem to be forgotten and shattered, but Joseph still had joy. Now, how is that possible? Because he knew the Lord. He knew the Lord. You see, it's an amazing example to us, but most, we don't have a problem being joyous and happy when everything's going well, but what about when things are, your bottom's fallen out of life? What, how do you respond to that then? Joseph is in that prison, but he is happy. He's not sad. Why? Because he's serving God, and he's helping uh, those around him, and the Lord is, in return, blessing him, even while he's there in prison. So blessing him in, uh, in, a, in a place of uh, that you would not expect it. So Genesis, look back uh, again. Oh, I just remind you, those verses in, in chapter twenty. 39 where it says the Lord was oh no wonder he could find joy no wonder he could find peace no wonder he could find purpose even in the midst of his problems and so can you and I Christian God is with you anyone can praise God and be filled with joy when everything is going their way it's when everything falls apart most of us are are uh, like this butler and baker. We, we wear a sad face. We, you know, our countenance reveals our heartache. And we go around and we're saddened and, and uh, we're depressed and we're discouraged. And, and that ought not be, Christian, because uh, people see that and we wear that, that sad face and, and it's a poor advertisement of God what you and i are saying when we are walking around so depressed so discouraged it looks like we you know our dog just got run over and and all these bad things have happened what we're saying is my god is not evil my god is not alive i have no reason to be happy i have no reason to be joyous you see what a poor advertisement we are when when we react that way um and so Most, you know, again, you say you're happy in Jesus, you have joy in your heart, then maybe some of you need to notify your faith. You know, maybe the faith didn't get the memo, I'm not sure. I think it's good for us to let it be seen that we have joy in our heart. And that we're uh, obviously, like these two men, they could see the sadness in them. And so give us more people like Job. Job, who lost everything but still praised and worshipped the Lord in the midst of these extreme hardships, give us more people like Abraham, who went to offer his only only son up on the mountain there, and what do he call it? He told his servants we're going to worship. It's just amazing. give us men and women and young people like this. God, give us more people who know that He is just as, as, as much a, a God in the storms of life as he is in the, in, in the uh, mountaintop experiences in the sunny day. Give us people who will worship and praise him in spite of everything. Well, I'll tell you what, those are the individuals that inspire me, that encourage me. And I could name some names here. I'm not going to do that because I might forget some. But the, the people that are just suffering themselves, but yet have joy and are an encouragement. Charles Edison, the son of Thomas Edison, He gives us in this story here a little glimpse of uh, of his father's face. And listen to this in his book entitled The Electric Thomas Edison. He said, One December December evening, the cry of fire echoed through the plant. Spontaneous combustion had broken out in the film room. Within moments, all the packing compounds, celluloid uh, for records, film, and other uh, flammable goods, had gone up with a whoosh. When I couldn't find father, I became concerned. Was he safe? With all his assets going up in smoke, would his spirit be broken? He was 67, no age to be again anew. Then I saw him in the plant yard running toward me. Where's mom? He shouted. Go get her. Tell her to get her friends. They'll never see a fire like this again. At 530 the next morning, when the fire was barely under control, he called his employees together and announced, We are rebuilding. One man was told to to lease all the machine shops in the area, another to obtain a wrecking crane from the Erie Railroad Company. Then, almost as an afterthought, he added, Oh, by the way, anybody know where we can get some money? Later on, he explained, "Uh, You can always make capital out of disaster. We've just cleared out a bunch of old rubbish. We'll build bigger and better on these ruins. And with that, he rolled up his coat for a pillow, curled up on a table, and immediately fell asleep. Wow. Uh, That is the kind of demeanor that you and I need to uh, display in our world as we go about our business. Uh, As we walk through these difficult hours, we can have that kind of peace. We can have that kind of uh, outlook on the future. May God help us to learn that he is always God. And always good, regardless of how we are treated in this life. And now, let me close. Life's disappointment. Forgotten. Here's Joseph. He had every reason to be disappointed. Every reason to be discouraged. He's, now we see him forgotten. Look, uh, oh, I really don't want to uh, take the time to read all of these scriptures. But we see... Uh, in verse 20 of chapter 40, And it came to pass the third day, uh, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast unto all his servants, and he lifted up the head of the chief butler and of the chief baker among the, his servants. And he restored the chief butler unto his butlership again, and he gave the cup uh, into Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker, as Joseph had interpreted to them. Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgat him. And then verse 1, and it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed, and behold, he stood by uh, the river. And he gives the the dream there. But here's Joseph now. Uh, The dreams of the butler and the baker, they're fulfilled, just as he said they would be. The butler restored to his office. The baker was hanged, executed by Pharaoh. Now Joseph, uh, he asked the butler to remember him when he is restored to his office. But he forgot him. it says there in verse 23. Surely uh, that had to break Joseph's heart. I can see him as the baker and the butler was set free out of the prison. I can see him. Well, I better get ready. Ha, I'm getting out of this place here real soon. There's a pharaoh about me, and I, I'm going to be set free. They'll remember me, and I'm sure every time you he heard the doors open, it's that them. They're coming to get me. Coming to set me free. But it never did happen. Days passed. Months passed. Years passed, two years. The Bible tells us, and all the while Joseph still in his prison, disappointed, but waiting on God to move in his in his time. And then he's remembered by God. He might have been forgotten by those men, but he was remembered by God. This disappointment taught Joseph some valuable lessons. I think that are lessons you and I need to remember. Never put your confidence. In man never lift up man or any individual as if they're a God and put them on that pedestal above God you see he tried to get help from human resources but it failed the fact is there is no real help in man our only help our true help comes from God and so he may use humans as the instruments and thank God for that but Behind the provision is the hand of Almighty God. And then God's unseen hand moves moves us along in hidden pathways. Um, we don't see it how God is working, but God is working. Joseph didn't see it. Job didn't see it. They, none of, uh, listen, you don't see it, but God is working and bringing all these things together for us. Our God is seldom early. But he is never late. And so he always moves right in on time. When did, it, when did he feed Elijah? The Bible tells us morning and evening right on time. When did he rescue the three uh, Hebrew young men that were thrown in the furnace? Not what they would have liked. It would have been nice not to even have to go into the furnace. But he was right on time. When did he help Daniel? Again, not when Daniel would have preferred but he was right on time uh, again there. And, and, and when, did, when did Jesus come to his men on, that, on the sea that stormy night? He came right on time. May not have been when they wanted him to be there, but he was on time. And so here's the thing Joseph realized. God will never forsake me. People may forget me. They may forsake me. They'll turn their back on me. They'll hurt me. They'll uh, offend me, but God never will. There will be some disappointments in our experiences of life, no doubt about it. The Lord will not move when we think we, he ought to move, but he's never late. He's always on time. And so, therefore, because he doesn't act when we think he should act, we get discouraged. And, and we'll reach out for human help, and we'll find that it always falls short. Listen, this will be a disappointment to us as well but when those times of disappointment come we can either get discouraged or we can um, do like joseph did here stay the course, stay faithful glorify god do what he wants us to do where we are no matter you know sometimes we, we are a people that are very good at complaining and sometimes we may be in a job or we it just may be in a even a health situation, and we get impatient and, and we want answers now and uh, we get discouraged. But listen, stay the course. Do what God wants you to do. Stay reading your Bible. Keep on praying. Stay faithful to church. Uh, stay, just stay faithful to God. Stay the course for his glory. Serve him faithfully. Uh, remember that even though we may feel we're forgotten, we will never be forsaken and forgotten by God. In his time, he will visit us. So that's a, a, a bad place to leave Joseph. Um, he's done the right thing. And he's had a, a chance, it uh, uh, seemed like, to, get, to be set free. And, uh, but he does all these things, and he suffers for righteousness, he, he, for righteous sake. There he stands. He's falsely accused. He's wrongly imprisoned. He's been forgotten by the men he's helped. And he uh, cannot see it, but the wheels of providence are turning. God is working unseen to bring him to that place of fulfillment of of the dreams he had been given. So God is slowly but surely working. And I want to encourage you. You may be having a rough time now. You may be discouraged even now. Keep trusting God. He'll never forsake you. He'll never forget you. He is working. You may not see it. And you may not know what's happening, but God is working. His promise that he will work all things together for our good. It's seen, it will be seen in the life of Joseph, and it will be in your life if you're trusting. Trust God. Let's bow our heads.